If you're a woman who's recently lived through the startling discovery of your husband's or boyfriend's disclosure of pornography addiction, you are not alone. In fact, there's a gathering of women living this story who are coming together for encouragement and healing at the March 25th Restoring Hearts Women's Conference. Author and coach Carol Jurgensen Sheets will be the featured keynote speaker, and women can attend in person at Westminster Chapel in Bellevue, Washington, or take advantage of the event's special four-hour live stream package. Presented by Prodigals International, Restoring Hearts is a passport to hope and healing for women facing betrayal trauma. All details can be found at restoringheartsconference.org. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. You know, a man recently shared, I don't want to live the next 20 years of my life the way I've lived the past 20 years. This is a man who wants to get on a mission of growth and change. So in today's episode, Stephen shares the journey of this man who wants to finish better than he started. We unpack many of the fundamental issues and principles that must be examined and worked on if long-term transformation is going to happen. So if you're a man who wants to finish life better than you started it, this episode will give you encouragement and insights to help you experience deep contentment and freedom. For resources to help you do this deep work, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And we'd love it if you would rate and review the podcast after listening because this really does help others to be able to find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken and we exist to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now let's dive into today's conversation. All right, Stephen Cervantes, you look like you're deep in thought I over there. here, present, ready to go. Stephen's been pacing the office, getting, getting ready <laughs> getting for this podcast. Get pumped, yeah. you know? so. Uh, so this is also a brother in Christ who loves the Lord like crazy, but he came to a realization, an insight, and I asked him if I could share this story, and he said, yeah, bless the church, bless the brothers, bless the body of Christ. So he said, I don't want to live the next 20 years of life the way I've lived the last 20 years because I realize I've been emotionally stunted and now I have to work on emotional growth. I've lived shallow all my life. Man, when a guy comes to that realization, it's just Mm -hmm. profound, you know? And it's a hard thing to say. And to hear grown men to admit that they're shallow. Now remember, we use words to help us create understanding that we can then use to move forward with, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't say these words, you cannot move forward, right? If you don't know your starting place and use words, then that creates the pipeline of flow. So when you say I'm shallow, it immediately means things, right? And, you know, I think it's important what you're saying there because a lot of times we talk about um, emotions, right? We talk about emotional growth. Mm -hmm. And I think where the mind goes quickly on that is, oh, you're just talking about my feelings, right? Yeah. And while that's true, I love what you're saying here is, but you can't have growth in your emotional self without using words. There's got to be communication. There's got to be talking that's part of that, right? You've got to say certain things. So it's not merely saying, hey, with my mouth totally shut, 
I'm going to kind of work on emotional growth. No, it's like, right. no, it has to come out of the mouth. Because right? the, you have to conceive of it so the brain can hear it. And the brain hears you saying, look, I've been shallow. And the brain goes, oh, you don't want to be shallow anymore? We can do something about that. Is that the direction it would send me in? You've been shallow? And see, here's, a, here's one of my rules. Always talk about your problems past tense. Mm. Right? Because this is a fresh second. I don't know if you want to do it again today. Right. I am a controller means I'm going to die a controller. But if you say, I've been controlling, your brain goes, oh, would you like to not be controlling? Why'd you say it that right. way? Past tense? This is present. What do you want in the present? The present is always a fresh moment, not tainted yet. So he's saying, I have been a shallow man. Well, that's the beginning place of going, well, what is depth and what am I missing and how did I end up a grown, mature, shallow man? So he says, most of my life I've not wanted to be fully known. Because growing up, bad things happened. And I knew these bad things happened. Think about what happened to all of us. We got bullied. We got ignored. We didn't get picked. We weren't loved well. People didn't enjoy us. They called us names. They called us freaks. And, and the, they circled up in groups. And we were on the outside. I mean, hard things happened growing up. He said, I was confused and I couldn't make sense of these hard things that happened to me. So I tried to ignore the bad things and I buried the hurt, the feelings, the pain in my soul. I buried deeply. Mm -hmm. Comment? And the, here's, here's one thing I want to say, because as we're going down here uh, talking about this, it might be it might be bringing up a lot of things in your own story and in your own history you might be able to resonate with some of this of like hey bad things happen and and it hurt and and i buried my hurt feelings yes. here's one thing i want to say about that um we're talking about what happened in a person's childhood right, right. developmental years yep um can we give some grace to ourselves yeah. in recognizing that is that not probably the most logical conclusion for a child to come to is this is painful. It doesn't feel good. I want to bury that. Yeah. I want to ignore that. Let's not try to superimpose back onto our childhood self the necessity for a fully adult, mature mind that would say, you know, I probably need to talk about this. Right? Yeah. Let's not Bring do it. that to our childhood self. Let's say hey, you know what? This is what happened. I buried my hurt feelings, but let's try to do this in a way that is is diagnostic and trying to actually help rather than now saying, and you know what? I'm going to bury myself in shame because of mm. uh, I should have probably brought that out. Let's not, let's not use should have language regarding our childhood experiences. Mm. It's like we just can't do that. And, and I'm going to stop right here and say something. I have been trying to figure out for a very long time, um, why, why men are ignorant of themselves? Low self-awareness, mm -hmm. right? We live outward over and over and over again, and we don't have peace or rest, or we do stupid things, and we don't know why. 
And, and this man answered the question they've been trying to answer for 30 years. Why don't we know ourselves better? Why don't we know ourselves? We live with ourselves every day. And, and, you know, we've said this before, like outside me and inside me, we have two halves. Why do we have to have two halves? Where did that come from? This man is explaining. My childhood was hard. I didn't have any guidance. I had pain in my soul. The only thing I could do was bury it deep and ignore and pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Now, do you understand this is the answer to why we're mostly ignorant about ourselves? Because early on, yes. we buried it. it we was, ignored it. We, it was yeah. so painful. And I didn't want it to be true because remember what he said, I felt unworthy. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think it's like to every day go, hey, I'm not worth much. Hey, you wouldn't like me. I'm worth, I have low worth. You know, I'm, I'm not valuable. Hey, every day I'm going to get up. It's like, no, I can't believe that i can't face that and that's the power of this story we've heard stories like this before but Mm -hmm. i'm telling you if you listen to this one you're going to have an answer to a question that if you haven't been asking i've been asking for a very long time why don't we see ourselves why don't we know ourselves because the pain of childhood was so brutal and we determined we have so little worth if i bury it pretend it doesn't exist and disconnect from it then I can create an image of worthiness and goodness and worth and value and make you believe I'm worth something. But do you hear the the divide in yeah. the soul of the man? And the problem is even if I create that sort of image of all this worth and value and all this kind of stuff, because I know what has been buried, I'll never feel connected to you because – you can say all these wonderful things about the image that I've constructed, but yeah. I know what's behind the image, and I'm going, man, you don't really know. You don't really know what's <laughs> That's there. right. And so it's all the accolades and all the love that you might, might try to be expressing to me, it can only go as far as the image. Because it's addressing the image, right? Yeah, it's exactly. speaking to my image, and you like my image. That is no... You know me, and right. I don't even want to know me. That's the other part. Yeah, I'm, I'm hiding all of that, yeah. even from myself. So then he says, I needed a way to earn love. I needed a way to find, uh, to perform so that people would like me. And he said, one day I ran into some church ladies, and they were very nice. And, and church seemed like a safe, loving place. And these church people lifted me up. They made me feel special. And they were always glad to see me. That's where I found my answer. Mm. Now remember, it doesn't fix anything, right? It's just a nice place. I found a new image. I became the good little church boy that everybody loved. If I act like the good little church boy that everybody loves, mm-hmm. then it's, it's, I'm going to be okay. Remember, we haven't fixed the problem. Right. But we found a new role to play, right? Mm -hmm. And over time, I'd hidden the old hurt so deep it became buried. I'd even forgotten about it. I forgot that. I'd never wanted to remember that. One time at one of our gateway weekends, I asked the man, I said, let's talk about your past. He immediately broke down crying. I don't want to know my past. I don't want to see my past. I said, why would you cry? You already lived through the story. You're, you made it. You're yeah. here. 
But it's like to go back mm. to we remember it as a child. We feel it like the child. We haven't been back to visit it. Right. right? right. That's why we go back to revisit our past because we can take our adulthood into our past, tell the story with all our adult resources, and change the story. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, if you don't change the story, it lives there in your past. You live divided. You're performing a role, and you feel like you you, know, you have a place, but you don't feel loved. Mm-hmm. Right? We talked about previously a fear-driven model. Yeah. Right? Perform, do, act. Let the church ladies teach you to act like a church boy. They smile and get out there and be the good church boy with all the answers to all the church questions and perform. Notice, notice some of the things that he intuitively knew, even as a little kid. One is he knew that uh, there was a desire for acceptance, right? Just built into his being. Like, yes. I wanted to find a way for people to like me. Well, where did that come from? Was that something that he just conjured up? No. God's put that into every single one of us. Like, we all have a desire to say, I want somebody to, to want me, like yes. somebody to accept me. Another thing I think that he saw here was that um, there's something right about a safe, loving place yes. for that to happen. Now, he said it seemed like a safe, loving place. So he's, he may be walking into a whole other room of image bearers or builders, like image people uh, that are produ- – but still, it seemed like that. Yeah. And so he's also knowing that, well, a place that feels safe and loving – might just be where I could do that. Well, a lot better than the streets, the kids, the teens, the but bullies. Then, the... But then he also illustrated for us what we've been talking about, what we did a whole podcast on, was that fear, that core fear, right? Right. Because he said, I found my new image. <laughs> like, I am, even, this place seems like it's safe and loving, Yeah. but I, I'm not feeling safe enough to then say, I want to share all that's really hurting and everything. And that's I love, on. he said, to earn love. Exactly, yeah. I found a place, I found a way to earn the love. It's like me going to find the love and taking the love I need. So he said, but I, as I grew, I'm a boy, I'm sexual. When the emotions became overwhelming, when I got scared, I knew to run to sexuality for distraction and for comfort. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and that just that creates just even more secrets behind that image, right? Yeah. Because now I've got more to hide than just whatever pain has occurred in my life. So I became a master at at earning my love, and then just dis- distracting myself and running away and seeking comfort, right? Because when I when I'm outed and I feel bad, or I'm not being fed, or I don't get my paycheck from what I earned, I still feel discomfort with me. So I can distract me away from me. And now we see the beginning of the sexual solution that men turn to over and over and over to salve their soul. And as time passed, the old stuff seemed like someone else's life. Mm. I became so far from it. I buried it so deep. I'd ignored it so long. I'm performing my role. I'm getting my sexual little comfort. And now I'm living away from, detached from, disengaged, disembodied, right, from the stuff. And all the while, I'm making huge advances in the religious world, right? Isn't that a world where you can go into and, man, you can quote Bible verses, you can sing praises loud, and you can clean up nice and be social and carry your Bible, and people go, wow, look how good this man is. Yeah, it's not the only context in which people come can hide, but it sure is a 
popular one in terms of being able to and to look mm. so much the part yeah. that it becomes quite easy to hide the things that are right. you don't want people to see. And, but, and we're not being critical because going to church is a great thing and having a heart that wants yeah. to know love, that's all great stuff. But he said, I became very church savvy. But he's also, but what we're doing is we're telling the story as a man who is now sharing this as one who's recognizing what that actually was during yes. his life. I don't yes. think he I don't think he would have said while he was making huge advances in the religious world he wouldn't have phrased it like that when no. when that was happening right No that's right that's right So so I want people There's to understand a grown too man looking at the yeah, boy Yeah a lot of times know. as you're going through these things so much of what's happening is not even really on a conscious level yet right Yes. He's fi- hey he's found a place where it feels safe he's found a place where people are giving him strokes for being a really great well-behaved kid right and so why wouldn't you continue to try to pursue that in that environment? That's right. And so. you're succeeding, you're moving up, you're maturing. Because he went on to say, I learned the church ways, and I picked up church talk. Mm-hmm. And he said, please don't be confused. I fully loved God with the half of my heart that I could. Mm. Isn't that great? Half of his heart's tied up and buried and hidden. But he knew in his spirit it was the right, and so I bring all I could, I knew to bring to him. And and so you sort of hear the divide, right? And this is why this is so powerful to me, because no one ever said, I buried it, I hid it, I ran from it. I never went back to uncover it again. I never brought it back to Jesus. And remember how he started? I'm shallow, mm. because I'm living two halves. And I have... I have a really good church half. Because then he goes on to say, now my wife, children, and friends see me as a religious leader and a religious giant. I can talk the talk, the church talk. I can quote my Bible. I can say really good prayers, deep, powerful prayers. I mean, you listen to people pray and you copy them. You can sound really good. Mm -hmm. And you can believe them, right? But you're still sort of two halves. Yeah. Well, and, and I think about this. One of the things that I wanted to, to, to point out here is, you know, when he talked about, I fully loved God with the half of my heart that I could. Um, you know, praise God that he'll take whatever portion of our heart Amen. that we can give to. So, Amen. you know, I think sometimes we can be so shame riddled mm. because of our the broken past that we have because mm-hmm. of just all of the imperfect ways that we've sought to try to, to know God or, or have mm-hmm. a relationship with God that it'd be very easy for somebody that's like super dogmatic in their doctrinal positions to say, you know what? This guy never was a believer. Oh, this guy never really was. And it's like, Oh, that's hard. Let's, to let's let the story unfold and realize here's a man who was, is looking back and realizing that, Yes, I had a broken heart. I had a divided heart. Yeah. But make no mistake, the the part of my heart that I was connected to, man, that was given to God. Amen. I knew, and God man. is so full of grace and mercy mm. and love. Like he is um I think of it in terms of uh you know, when we bring you know, think of even the provision that God gave for the kinds of sacrifices that people can bring to him. You know what? If you're dirt poor, bring a dove. Mm. Like bring a bird. You, you know that's that's right. that's that's going to be 
something that a person could do. Like they were able to bring that. Mm-hmm. And God was saying, I'm not, this isn't just for the wealthy. This isn't just for the ones that have it all together that can bring me that big fat calf, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, bring me your offering. Bring me the part of your heart that you can. Amen. And I will receive it. Amen. He said, it hurt a lot at first to learn I was emotionally a shallow man. And as I look back, my wife said, why don't we have deep conversations? Mm. And and other people have said, why aren't you very, you're not very emotional. Do you know that about yourself? You're not very emotional. And others would say, wow, you know your Bible. You're so spiritual. You always have a, whatever my problem is, you have a Bible answer. But some of his own kids said, but I don't know you, Dad. Yeah. And that's another way of like when he said, I learned the church ways and picked up the church talk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Some of that is a way to easily deflect as well, is say, man, I've got, you can have a lot of answers. But I, I actually think, and, you know, maybe you can help me unpack this a little bit, but the longer I've lived, I feel like I'm asking more questions now yes. than when I was a young man. Yes. And I don't know if that's good or not, but no, that's <laughs> it's because good. I have more questions now than when I was a young man. It's, I'm with you. We should do a show on that. Yeah, that okay. would be really interesting. <laughs> he said, at first, I fought against this shallowness. I denied it. I lied to myself. It was so easy to keep pretending like I had done in the past. But the Holy Spirit and my spirit finally agreed. It was time for change. Was I going to hold back myself and live a rich, half, a rich, full, half life? Is that what I was condemning myself to? Just a rich, full, half life? Or was I going to embrace this truth? The truth being, I was a spiritual giant and an emotional midget in the same body. Mm. I knew I had to go backwards to go forward. I had to stop lying, pretending, uh, deceiving, being disconnected. I had to go unpack some buried past and rethink some of my early decisions. Mm. Man, there's a lot in here. The idea of that full, you know, half-life. Man, how many people are living there? Just the idea Mm. of I've I've got... um, I've just got this whole part of myself that's closed off and nobody's ever going to go there. And you know, we've had we've had guys that come to the workshop that have essentially said similar kind of things. You know, I'm not going there. They I'm showed up gonna... and they left the same way, right? Yeah. I'm not going there. There's a certain part. We're just not going to do that. I mean, you've had guys that have basically looked at you and said, "Stop asking me those questions. I'm not going to I'm not going to go there." You know, it's like, "Well, that's as far as you can go then." So That's, that's right. What you're experiencing now is as far as you're going to go. And you can learn ideas in your head, right? You can learn little templates. But if your heart, right, the, if you're detached, if you're scared, if your heart is full of fear and you buried it, right, you didn't process it out, you didn't bring it to the light, if you didn't submit your fear to Jesus and say, can you do something with this better than, I did the best I could with my fear. Can you do something better with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know when he says I was a spiritual giant and emotional midget in the same body, you know, um, I think of that, and I think uh, 
maybe even a little bit of the idea of a spiritual giant is a little bit of a misnomer because maybe he was more of a religious giant oh. and an emotional midget. Because you and I have talked about how, listen, you know, really your spiritual growth is so intertwined with your emotional growth that if yes. you think you're spiritually mature, but you're emotionally immature, you're spiritually mature. <laughs> you know, so oh, I haven't heard that you, or thought of that, but that's exactly right. Yeah. You can sell me that how in your spiritually mature you are. Right, but if you're ignorant about the pain in your soul, then mm-hmm. the spiritual work didn't get done down there. Yeah. Right? But the the good news is he recognized there's a disconnect here. Like, I have all – what I'm a giant in in terms of how I'm impressing other people and how I'm impressing yeah. people in the church. And But, man, emotionally, like he said at the beginning, I'm shallow. I'm, I'm, I'm a midget. I, and what I like about what he's saying here is he recognized that um, – these things can coexist in the same person. Like it's this conflict, right? And we see it. You can see it in churches. I thought the gospel was supposed to transform you, mm-hmm. but it only sort of changed half of you. You're still miserable. You're still in pain. You don't have rest. You didn't find the peace that surpasses understanding. It's not deep inside you, mm-hmm. right? And don't you love this? This answers the question. How come you turned out like this? It's because I disconnected, buried, pretended it never happened, lied to myself, and never revisited my pain. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're that guy, you're going to be stunted. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that's beautiful about this, and I think that's important to keep in mind, is we're getting to see this picture of a journey. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's the hope, I think, that that we have in this story, is it's like, you know what? God is incredibly patient in this process. Here's a guy who spent all these years with this hidden secrets, and man, he's going on this this religious quest that makes him look really good, but now he's realizing I'm a bit an emotional midget. I'm totally divided in my soul. And and yet, guess what? We're seeing this whole story unfold, and God is so patient to keep saying, come on, come on, son, keep keep coming this direction. (laughs) That is good. That's right. He said, my boyhood plan of hiding and ignoring even the pain of my past and my story, it would not let me advance. I could keep learning and telling people, but relationally, I'm stuck. My marriage is stuck. My relationship with my kids is stuck. There's no growth going on. I'm like a preacher that lives in a house that's supposed to be a father. Mm. Because I'll tell you the truth, right? And uh, so he said the next uh, year will be about putting the piece of my life together but this time in the right order. Mm. I have to go backwards to go forward. I have to be one whole life, not two have li- two half lives. Mm-hmm. Right? And so now, now you know what I have been in pursuit of and why we're doing this podcast, not to tell somebody's story, but to show you a principle. When you see a man that's really good, but really miserable, it's because he split in half and he disconnected from his past. The pain is in the soul and is being lived out in the body, but the presentation is about, you know, the goodness. Yeah. But the pain and the not set free and the lack of growth, the lack of depth, the lack of emotional awareness, the poor use of emotional language, the inability to stay present and engaged with you and hear you in the deepest part of your soul. 
It's because I buried mine. Mm-hmm. I never went back, and I never want to go back. Yeah, and and men, you may uh, you may fight against this. You may try to find all other kinds of excuses, but the reality is, is in order to experience the wholeness Amen. of life that God has designed for us in Christ, uh, you cannot bypass your emotional self. You just cannot do that. So, and many men try, right? Yes. This guy is an example of one who tried. He's like, I'm going to become really religious. I mean, I am really going to go all in, man. I'm, yes. in fact, everybody recognizes me as a spiritual giant. Amen. But finally, but. man, the fullness of the gospel broke through in this guy's heart and he realized, you know what? There's an inconsistency there. Thank you, God. I can't truly be a spiritual giant if I'm an emotional midget. Like there's a sense in which God has to come into this place. And you've all met these people. Mm-hmm. You've seen religious leaders. You've heard their sermons. They're full of judgment and harshness and condemnation, right? And, and, and I mean, we've all experienced, if you've been to different churches over the course of a lifetime, you've seen them in positions in churches, right? And, and I've always wondered, did you get transformed? Or are you just acting good? Mm-hmm. Because the words out of your mouth, the spirit that comes out of you, is, there's an edge to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we want to help you on your journey because mm-hmm. this is all about transformation. And the good news about this story that we shared here and really the answer to that question of of uncovering the buried secrets and the buried pain is that God is uh, all about the journey. Like he, he, is, he mm-hmm. is patient to say, okay, in this season, let's go a little bit deeper. And then yes. this next season, let's go a little bit deeper. Yes. And we're all on this growth mission. And so if you want help along the way, that's what Amen. we're here for. We want to help you take your next steps. Amen. So please reach out to us. And uh, we do look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Great. Thank you, guys. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.